0: How's it going? Welcome into the Irish NFL show, Week Eighteen uh, Special Sunday Morning Live. It's been a while since we've done this. Bring Mark in as well. Hi, Mark. got here in time. How's it going? Yeah,
1: Sorry. yeah. Uh, for yeah, it's the last day of the season. Um, I uh, I have uh, plenty of old school uh, Broncos memorabilia behind me because they want to forget about the season that just happened. But we have lots of brilliant games to discuss today. Hi, Brian.
2: Good morning, guys. Busy uh, busy schedule ahead. Some interesting games still to come. A lot of games that have really no meaning, I guess, but there's certainly a few that will take up a lot of the conversation this morning in terms of who will make their way into the playoffs, which you haven't looked at who's there at the moment. You know, you know you've got a great set of games ahead of us next week, but maybe not so much today.
3: And I just want to say congrats to the Chiefs last night. Congrats to the Cowboys for putting more than 50 points on the board, which is always nice to do. Dak Prescott thrown for five touchdowns. I wouldn't necessarily have kept him in the game that long, but however, Mike McCarthy has his ways. So good win for them last night over the also playoff bound Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Absolutely. Uh, The Irish NFL show is presented by Trust Gaming and also Matchbook Betting Exchange. £20, €20 welcome offer gives you money back as cash if your first bet loses. The bonus code is Irish NFL show. All the T's and C's are below. Uh, Please be gamble aware, 18 plus, and we will talk about some of the odds throughout today's show as well. Uh, In terms of what is coming up today, we've got those games Saturday are done. Packers, Lions, Colts, Jags, Washington, Giants, Bears, Vikings, Bengals, Browns, Titans, Texans. Steelers, Ravens, and then the late windows Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Bucks, Patriots at Dolphins, Jets at Bills, 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, Chargers, Raiders, and from last night, Chiefs are number one in the AFC. The Titans need to win today to try and get a week off, and that is how the NFC stands at the minute. The Cowboys moving to twelve and five last night. Anyway, enough of me talking. We're here. It's week eighteen. Um, are we going to talk about last night? No. Just just move on swiftly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't think there's a lot to to say on last night, Michael. I think the games probably went as um the vast majority of um people expected. And we will see later uh, probably tomorrow more on the uh, Broncos situation. The other three teams are playoff bound. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> it was a lot more competitive than I expected in the first game. Um but look, the Chiefs found the way to win and keep their hopes alive at that four C. But... The second game, Mark summed it up. I mean, backups in from the various different stages of the game, you know, across two teams. But obviously, Dak, that was a bit of a storyline. It's more in fact he's he played for so long. But with the exception
3: of that, there's very little else to say on the two games. Just, just one last comment. Drew Locke, MVP 2023. The campaign starts here.
1: I I uh, I will say I get I suppose Mike McCarthy leaving Dak in. You're trying to get a guy his confidence back. He's been really up and down this year. The fact that he was able to put so many points up, I think, going into the playoffs, um, I imagine that was the the thinking uh, behind it. And uh, let's focus on that quarterback.
0: Absolutely, uh, we're going to look at a few games individually for a start off. I think there's four games. Column, you're you're going to start us off with the. Uh, the Bears and the Vikings, and then we'll get some picks?
1: Yeah, this is a game where both teams have pretty much made it known that it's the last game for their respective head coaches. Very likely that Matt Nagy um, will be let go and that Mike Zimmer um, will be leaving um, Minnesota. I think his comments regarding the the QB that was taken in the draft in April uh, kind of, I, I guess, uh, showed his his feelings on his general manager and and where um, their relationship is. It's difficult to see him remaining, even if they get the the win today. For the Bears, it's been um, a really frustrating season. They took Justin Fields. Um, they then Matt Nagy made the decision that they were going to start Dalton. Um, then then it was Fields, then it was um, QB hokey-cokey. We saw uh, Foles at times. Fields has been injured. They haven't been able to protect him. He's not going to um, play today. It's going to be Andy Dalton to finish the season. It feels like a bit of a lost season for the Bears in, in many ways. Um, they, they definitely would have liked to see more from Fields. Um, I imagine he will be the starter from day one. Uh, come September but I think this game probably one to keep an eye on is Robert Quinn he needs um, one more sack in order to be the first player to have at least uh, 19 sacks in a single season with two different franchises that would be quite an impressive feat Um, I'm going to go with um, Zimmers Vikings I think they have a a little more to, to play for to win this one but um, I don't think it'll be one people will uh, remember. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's the Vikings for me in this game. It's a
2: it's a nothing game. Bears will try to finish on a high for an Aggie, but I think in, in the end the Vikings will find a way to win the game.
3: That was that was well, short and sweet, Brian. That was lovely. Um, I'm going to go um, – I mean, you can't trust the Vikings on anything. I think they have definitely given up on their head coach. Um, the Bears surprised me last week. I mean, their defense was totally – I mean, I know it was Mike Glennon, it was New York Giants with a minus 10 in passing yards. But um, I, I thought they actually still came out and played quite strongly. I think Justin Fields will perform because it's a meaningless game and there's nothing to win, there's nothing to lose, there's nothing about it whatsoever. Um, and again, of course, if they lose, it doesn't affect their uh, draft position because they're giving away their first-round pick to the New York Giants already. So I actually have the Bears to win this game in the battle of meaninglessness.
0: I'm picking the Vikings. Uh, well done to the Bears last week, but after I see them in person, absolutely no chance, taking the Vikings. Uh, okay, I caught it. Brian, you're going to look ahead to Washington against the Giants.
2: Yeah, no, no, pretty lost their game in terms of how to finish the season for both sides, really. Washington had a bit, you know, their season kind of started, kind of disappointing manner. There was so much expectation in terms of how that defense would do this year. On the back of last year, it didn't materialize. Obviously, Chase Young didn't start off at the the rate we expected to see either. He then obviously got the injury. He was gone. And then at halfway point, you see, they seem to have got it together. They rallied, they won four to five games in a row. And Rivera c- c- quoted about the fact that there was Issues in the dressing room when he was going to get it resolved, and that seems to have gone away. They were playing well, and then they fell off the cliff again. And look, we saw what happened a couple of weeks ago in Washington. Oh, sorry, in Dallas when you were playing on that Sunday night game where the players were were arguing with each other on the sideline. And obviously, what's kind of embroiled this week in terms of the game is the fact that Joe Judge referred to that last week in his moment of madness, or should I say, his 10 and a half minutes of madness where he literally couldn't stop talking off one question and he kept digging more holes than a graveyard, <laughs> with, the, with the extent of Joe and Pat Schumer under the bus, Ben McAdoo got it, um, and then Coach Rivera, and all week Rivera said nothing on it, but obviously they get probing and probing until yesterday afternoon, he finally he finally snapped and said Coach Judge should, should focus on his own team. Look, the, the Washington football team are going to win this game comfortably. It's a fortunate situation, in my opinion, for Giants fans because like, you, you'd understand the fact we're going through a similar phase to what the Broncos are in terms of one, one playoff appearance in 10 years, and it's not good enough and the fans are getting there, being let down by the fact that George is going to come back next year no matter what happens today no matter what the circumstances the only alternative is that the new GM comes in and makes the decision that he wants his own man but at that stage I think that's highly unlikely I think Marlow will get his wish which is to keep George and then it's kind of demoralising Washington to win this game don't see anyway how the Giants are going to win bear in mind they're starting a third quarterback and they brought another guy in this week off the practice squad who could get in the game so
1: it's a bit Harry carry on the QB situation
2: Washington to win the
1: game. Um, yeah, I've got in Washington as well, Joe Judge's comments. Uh, I imagine Ron Rivera will have his team steaming, so it's Washington all day for me. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, everybody saw both the game last week and also Joe Judge's comments last week. Um, in reality, they can, I, there can can only be one winner. In the most irritating stat of all time, Brian, I'm sorry, this is a fact. This is very helpful. I know. Um, and someone else called this out, so I'm going to take your thunder column probably. Um, In the last five years, only one team has never broken 500 at any point in the season. Uh, That team is the New York Giants. Um, The woe of sadness continues. And Joe Judge to be fired tomorrow, Michael. Even no, Robert Barrett might get fired tomorrow because his owner is Dan Schneider. So we're going to talk about hirings and firings, but... Yeah, I think Joe's brand has made it inevitable.
2: If Rivera was before, sorry, If Rivera was before tomorrow, I, I take me, I, you know, I pay for his taxi down to New York and for Denver, do the same.
0: Um, hi, hi, to everyone, commenting, Hi to David Connolly. Let's go Raiders. Love the show, guys. Keep it going. Brad Britt, chief. Uh, Let's go Texans. Lifelong fan. Owen Healy, bolt up, baby. Uh, welcome in, lads. Thanks for joining us, folks. Going to try and get through all these games and we'll get to your comments asap. Uh, Washington, Washington. Uh, okay. Mark, you're gonna look at the Packers against the Lions.
3: Yeah, and the, look, there's not much <laughs> there's not much to be said. And notice Connum's got votes in there already. Um on this. Uh Packers are already sealed up the first. That's my game. bad. I have done the wrong bits graphic. It's my bad. sorry. Um yeah. Lions um season of depravity uh is about to be brought to a close. But the Lions season's been so weird because there have been spurts, there has been bits where they've been playing hard, they've been playing hard for Damn the dude, Campbell. And you just wonder, are there little shoots of recovery? Uh, today could be interesting. Jared Goff' status is still unknown. So it could be an old Green Bay backup who's actually going to play against the Packers today. Um, and frankly, the only thing that really the, the Packers can lose today is is health. I mean, that's going to be the most important thing. Um, for anyone that hasn't been following the lines as closely, Amon Ra, St. Brown, the better of the St. Browns, you would say uh has proved great promise as a rookie i think he's caught over eighty catches so he's one to watch out for if you haven't seen many of the lions games but packers keep everybody healthy keep the offensive line in particular healthy because you've had to retool that a few times um and and see you know just keep everyone clean I, i still think the packers even if they put jordan love in there for the whole game and all their backups have more than enough for the lions so i will go with the packers but one last stat just to finish with The Packers, I think, are leading the NFL in turnover ratio. They're plus 16. They've only actually had 10 turnovers in the whole season. Remember back to week one, three turnovers against the Saints, minus three coming out of week one, and that's how they've turned it around. That is a critical stat going into the postseason and something um, that's notable of obviously how clean they were for the other 16 or 15 games
1: they've played after week one.
3: So Packers for me.
2: I
1: I was just going to say, obviously, this week has been dominated with the Aaron Rodgers non-story because I don't believe there was any um, anything in it around boycott. I think it was absolutely ridiculous. And um, it led to some very funny tweets, both from Rodgers himself. But in fairness, I think um, our friend who's been on the show, Stephen O'Rourke, uh who came out with the best one um, mark this is like something you'd say but uh steve uh, tweeted saying i'm not sure why aaron rogers threatening to boycott the super bowl for the 16th time in 17 seasons is news to be honest and i thought wow that's something like mark hockrell would say
3: i did see steve's comment actually and i was tempted to call it out and i was like no i'm not gonna have another dude but thank you for calling up uh, colin appreciate it it's probably one we can
2: discuss probably more on the show tomorrow, even when we have time to, I suppose, recap week 18. But obviously earlier in the week there was the story around the fact that uh, some journalists who haven't who have the MVP votes weren't uh, picking Aaron Rodgers because of the uh, the most vaccine player or some funny thing he came out with. So some people are deferring away from yeah, health issues and stuff off the field as a, as opposed to his play on the field, which is a, I think is a bit disrespectful because he's been the standout player. All year long. He's actually going to play with all accounts. I'm surprised. I think he is going to actually start the game. Maybe they'll give him a couple of series. But uh, no, for me, yeah, it'll be competitive enough. But I think the Packers win. We
3: We keep talking about Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, I suppose it is. It's Aaron Rodgers and 52 scapegoats in waiting. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, oh.
0: I am taking the Packers. I, I don't see, I don't, I just don't think the Lions are going to win this game. And the Packers season starts next week, or in two weeks' time. Can't wait, can't wait for it. Uh,
3: both coaches in place starting next season?
0: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And just just one, I know we're going to try and roll through this, but just one thing, because you mentioned Joe Judge before, and I meant to say it, I don't think Judge will be the first coach. I think a coach will go to the, My sources slash sauces indicate that. Okay, right. so it's right. funny you
2: say, say that, Michael, because someone said uh, last night in one of the podcasts, "Yeah, uh, Black Monday." It's not Black Monday anymore; it's it's Black Sunday night, because by the time it hits midnight in the states, three or four are already been given the door, given the door. So I think you're you're not far off there.
0: Top that at the end if we get time. Uh, I really like this game, Steelers against the Ravens, and I'm so gracious that everyone gave me this chance to talk about this game. <laughs> Big Ben's last game, uh, unless he's going to do like a some sort of Wolf of Wall Street thing where he's like, I'm not leaving, uh, which wouldn't surprise me after watching the, Mo- the Monday night game and seeing his reaction and how sad he was. But um, I predicted the Steelers to win on Monday night. And I mean, I don't want to give away my pick for the Browns game that are on, but I mean, the Browns didn't really show up on Monday night. That, that was an awful game to watch. But it's it's Ben's last game. And in terms of the ASE playoff picture, the Steelers and the Ravens still have a chance of getting into the playoffs. The Steelers 8-7-1, the Ravens 8-8. Um, he only ben rovisberger only flew for 123 yards on monday night like giving them giving him the lowest single game uh yards per attempt for any quarterback in nfl history with at least 45 passes in terms of the ravens uh lamar jackson's out again you have to start to wonder here now is he going to play again this season i like look i don't know what's going to happen there tyler huntley's playing um but the thing is i i understand the whole um I guess, romantic factor around this game and the fact that the player was such a high profile of Ben Raffensperger on the career that he's had. It's his last game. I don't see him rolling into to Baltimore and winning. Yes, he can give it to Najee Harris and try and bounce it down a bit, but his opposition on Monday against Cleveland was perfect because Baker Mayfield couldn't do anything. I literally fast-forwarded through every Browns play and looked at the bottom first, second, third, fourth, and just gave up. They had no opposition. I think Najee Harris might be effective in some parts of the game, but I think Tyler Huntley, the combination of the running backs and Freeman, um will just get this done for the Ravens. I, I don't think it's going to be comfortable, but I, I still think maybe Ben should have uh, walked off the field on Monday and, and not returned. That would have been my. But at the end of the day, you're going for a playoff spot. You're never going to do that. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens, and I can't put my pick in the screen yet because I go at last. Go on ahead, Colin.
1: I think. The Steelers have more to play for. They have a small, I I think a a smaller, um, it's only like a minute percentage, but a better chance of getting to the playoffs. Also Ben's last game. Also TJ Watt looking to set the single season sacks record. For me, for that reason, and Mike Tomlin, I'm going to go for the Steelers to win an absolute slugfest between these two.
2: Um, Michael you kind of touched on it if a better team was playing the Steelers on Monday they wouldn't have won that game they were very poor Big Ben was very poor as you said and was masked by the fact it was his last game Um, I think Huntley will be looking to the bigger picture in terms of maybe he'll be moved on somewhere else you know the other team might come looking for a trade um, and make him their starter next year because he hasn't looked quite impressive in the games in which he's played and I think you'll see that again today so for me it's the Ravens
3: Yeah, um I'm actually very similar to column on this. I mean, yes, Big Ben isn't most impressive uh, at the moment, but Najee Harris, twenty-eight carries for 188 yards last week. Um Mike Tomlin has been, you know, got the magic elixir going, as Jim Horbaugh has, in fairness, uh, with uh, John Harbaugh, even sorry, with the Ravens. Um this season, um, you know, making a silk purse out of Salzir. Um I think, and I'm glad you called it out, the TJ Watt one. Uh, set the sacks record like perfect uh he's got to it's a make-believe record because of brett Favre's give up to michael strahan in the past so i'd love to see him and on great tweets jj watt tweeted out this week saying like great season tj it'd be even better though if you didn't have if the only person who'd done 20 plus sacks in two seasons wasn't your older brother and kept bringing it up every now and then it was a variation that It was brilliantly done um steelers for me
0: mark is we're commenting said michael destroying the big ben romance haha ha. it's not happening like I mean, it was great for him on monday night but it's not happening today tyler Huntley can run big ben can't so he's so can drew lock any other points no move on great career for look obviously an incredible career for ben roethlisberger i want to shout out to uh mark Hogan on the graphics Going up on his class big ben's last game and it'll be interesting to see what the steelers do in the off season you can bet in all of those games With our partner Matchbook Irish NFL show code for the £20, €20 bonus. Uh, Let's look ahead to
3: Surefire Hall of Famer, Big Ben roethlisberger best quarterback from that famous 2004 class, of course. Absolutely. And uh,
0: I can't wait to see where he ends up next. ESPN, Fox, Sky Sports. Let's see what happens. Irish NFL show, BigBen7.com. Shout out. Right. Bengals 10 and 6 at the Browns 7 and 9. This is going to be interesting. Let's, let's go into this one by one now, lads, in this sense. In terms of the Bengals, the Bengals have already got into the playoffs. They're the AFC North champions. They clinched the number one seed at Bayern home field advantage. Well, they, they need a bit of help today, column. They need to win. The Titans need to lose. Well, it's, it's not possible anymore. All right, hold on. It's it's early in the morning. Please forgive me. It, they can't get number one seed anymore. So just ignore me. It doesn't happen. Great graphic, but it's gone.
1: It is. Um, and that's why I don't, I don't think either team won. This game particularly, I don't think any either team have anything to play for. By the sounds of things, the Bengals are going to pull most of their starters. They're going to take a similar approach to what the Eagles did last night. So you're not going to see Joe Burrow, but he says definitely no, no lingering effects of that injury last week. Hopefully, that is the case. We want to see um, Burrow at his best in the playoffs because they have been sensational um, on offense uh, this year. And we want to see that continue. For the Browns, really disappointing year. Um, so much had kind of gone into the offseason. They put so much into the defense. We really thought they might be set to go back to to the playoffs. But um, it has just not worked out like that. It's been drama filled and more of it this week with baker arguing with the media in cleveland accusing them of making up stories he won't play uh today either um i'm i'm going with the um the bengals i think to to um to or the brown was it the browns i said to win it uh, at this point it's a, it's a coin, it's a coin toss i can't remember who i even said because I, the browns defense and miles garrett are probably what they have realistically given how mayfield has played and how toxic it's almost become um not having him around might help them but i think that both of these teams just want to get this over the bengals want to get onto the playoffs and the browns want to get on to next year
2: with five minutes to go in the game last night and the broncos having an opportunity to win i wonder were the bengals reassessing the situation who was going to play today because he'd essentially ruled out Quite a number of players t- during the week, but if, they, if the Broncos had held on and the Bengals had won today, they'd be the number two. Seed. But uh, obviously, that's gone away now, so they're back to where they were. Yeah, they're not going to play a lot of players. Obviously, they're focused on next week. We touched on it on Monday. Show the fact that was they got that they feel goal. The players leading up to it was a bit crazy in terms of how they closed that game out last week, and it to caused an injury to their quarterback. So it's they're right in what they're doing. here the rest of the players for the Browns. Column has touched on it. It's been a, it's been a season of discussion more so around off the field than what's happened on the field. And that's kind of a deflection in a way because they haven't been at the level we expected. You know, they've been gashed with injuries. Chubb was out for a long period. Hunt was out. Ernest Johnson as well while he was in there but not consistent enough. We had Landry back in Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham gets us traded. Um, There's the conversation that Mayfield and Beckham don't get on. I mean, all this stuff. And Stavansky, who ran a very tight ship last year and seemed to have all the players galvanised and going in the right direction, will obviously... Reassess who he wants in that locker room for next season because there's obviously players there that were are not fitting the bill in terms of being a team player. Mayfield has had that operation this week, so he uh, he's out. Um, I think the Browns will win more so because they want to finish the season on, on a high note, and as columns touched on, the Bengals are resting up for next week. So Browns to win a game that really, you know, you could you could argue got to put this into the the meaningless bucket that we just went through in terms of the first four games. Um, the
3: Bengals resting up does have implications on seeding like if they rest up and lose this game and the bills win then it flips the third and fourth seed um that you know i'm a patriots fan i'll be watching that closely that means instead of assuming everyone else wins instead of new england going to buffalo they'll be going to cincinnati and going to a team uh i called it out the other week i think it's 1990 is the last time maybe it was 92 it's the last time that they've actually won a playoff game um so Of course, this week is somewhat meaningless to Cincinnati. What happens next week is really where all the pressure, all the attention comes. But they're a younger team. They hopefully freed from some of that uh, uh, pressure. Zach Taylor's done a great job with them this year. Um, And you guys have outlined it in relation to the Browns. I mean, what uh, a storm. Um, And I won't say the other word that usually precedes that. Um, we started in our season preview almost optimistic. It was like, we we're optimistic about the Browns. Like, they finally got to turn around. and Look how hard they play in the playoffs as well. Stavansky's done a great job. It's all coming together. And no, it all falls apart so, so quickly. I'm always reminded of um, the great Bill Simmons when he was on doing his ESPN column for many years. He always used to say, and remember the lesson, God hates Cleveland. And once again, it seems like God hates Cleveland. I'm going to say... Even with backups, God hates Cleveland, even in week 18. And the Bengals just still cause more misery for them. And I've got the Bengals to win.
0: I've lived through a year of Case Keenum um, and backups and rubbish. And I'm picking the Bengals. AFC North champs, the backups will beat Cleveland. Cleveland were nowhere near good enough with their starters or most of their starters on Monday night on national television. Not going to happen today for me. Okay. Right, Saints-Falcons. Saints 8-8, Falcons 7-9. Saints, eight eight. Falcon, the Saints still have a chance of making it to the playoffs, but they need a lot of help today. Colin, who have you got in this game?
1: I think if the Saints manage to somehow um, pull it off, and they need a few things to go their way, but to make it to the playoffs, you could make a, a case, a case, and there are plenty of others that Ch- um, Sean Payton, as Coach of the Year, given. Um, what he's had to to contend with. Um, I understand it's that they, um, I think they've had the most starters. I, I saw that stat of uh, any NFL franchise um, in history. Um, I think the Titans have had more players, but the Saints have had more starters. This is going to be interesting because the Falcons obviously under... Um, Arthur Smith have at times been um, flashed really well, at other times have really disappointed. But they have the chance to to sweep the Saints and no loss between these two franchises. Uh, Matty Ryan got um, done for a taunting, got a fine under John Mara's rule, and um, that tells you all you need to about that. Um, this one, keep an eye. Kyle Pitts needs fifty six or fifty eight yards to um, to tie Mike Ditka's record. Um, which has stood for 60 odd years. And um, I just think that because the Saints have more to play for, they're going to find a way. But one of the other things I think what's been interesting is the Falcons have struggled at times on defense. But looking at stats, AJ Terrell has given up 182 yards all season. Again, you could make a case that he has been the most impressive um, cornerback in the league uh, this year. But you'd probably need an hour and a half show just to discuss the quarterbacks in the league this year. But he has been mightily impressive, you would have to say, for the Falcons. But I'm going with Saints for this one
2: and saints statistically been the best defense over the past four weeks which is kind of reflective of the season in many ways because the offense has struggled throughout the year they haven't really got over the breeze moving on and obviously james winston looked to be moving in the right direction at the time you know he simply grasping what was expected of him which wasn't to be throwing big deep long balls manage the game properly and our defense to do stuff but obviously with his injury it kind of, crashed the season to a certain extent because they lost five games in a row, but then since then they've won three of the last four. and During those games in which they've won, they haven't gone over the 20-point barrier on, on the offence, so the offence is still struggling. But you're going against an inconsistent side with the team with the season over, and Cam Jordan, who who's always loved playing against the Falcons, has 22 sacks against them since 2011. It's a, it's a record in the league in terms of one pair of sacks against a team. I think he'll have a strong day the Saints will find a way to win and they'll start looking at the scores elsewhere, the score elsewhere being in San Francisco and the Rams game. But for me, I think the Saints will just have enough um, to win this game, but I don't think it'll be a high-scoring
3: game. Um, If I'm a Saints fan, I am, in fairness, looking forward a little bit, dare I say, still already to 2023, but looking forward with optimism because they've played so hard and so well and that defense has been so tight. You suddenly go, well, hang on a second. You've got the burgeonings of a great, you know, combination of a team here, the backups, the 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 key depth players have actually played extremely well for the Saints at different times, even though they haven't had, the, obviously, the superstars, like with Michael Thomas being out for the season, like with, obviously, Drew Brees having retired, um, that they've had in years gone past. Avin Kamara's had a, a poor season by his fans, but that's because he's been injured at times, and also everyone's been able to key off on him, frankly. Um, but I'm looking forward, as like, well... They usually draft pretty well. I mean, look at that draft where they turned around their entire sal- salary cap problems. We're drafting Kamara, Lattimore, um, the two guards in the same draft season. That was, the, you know, they can draft well. They can resolve their quarterback position, and they will be a threat in a pretty weak NFC South. You to have a 45-year-old Tom Brady, Matt Rule, who's being questioned by Panthers fans if he actually knows how to coach, and a Falcons team, which is kind of in a similar bucket, just trying to rebuild a side for a future push. I think it's a year too soon. I think the 49ers, frankly, I don't want to give away. Well, heck it, the 49ers win, so it doesn't really matter what the Saints do. Um, but yes, do I think they're going to have enough to be a very, very inconsistent Falcon side? Yes, so I'll go Saints in this one.
0: Thanks, everybody, for the comments. Thanks to Christina saying Saints, Falcons gonna falcon. Uh, Mark saying the Saints are going to throw it away and help the 49ers out. The Saints, uh, need. To win and they need san francisco to lose that being said i think they'll win today i don't want to give away my pick for the 49ers game but it's an interesting one because i was sort of siding a little bit this week with the falcons because the game is in atlanta as far the game is in atlanta yeah yeah just have a feeling you know cal Pitts is he going to score a touchdown on american soil this year or what's the cracker is he not is he not going to He's saw a great season uh I think it'll be a close game but I'm gonna take the Saints I think Kamara will get them over the line I am as Mark says intrigued to see what Sean Payton can do next year but I think in terms of how the NFC looks at them and I think it is just too it's just too far for them to get in and that's it
3: um isn't it I'm trying to remember Brian or and Colin. isn't it that the Saints play in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and the Falcons also play in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium so Mark, you've given sometimes being confused as to whether who's at home exactly.
0: Caesar dumb. It's now changed, but yes. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Lovely.
2: Remember, get your bet and hit him
0: oh, Well, Marcus, ten thirty-two in the morning. Mark. Come on. Uh, Panthers five and eleven. Bucks twelve and four. So we're getting into the games now where we're looking at teams that are into the playoffs already. The Bucks are already there, twelve and four. They've clinched the division. Bucks finally clinching that division for the first time in a long time. Callum, who've you got? Panthers or the Bucks?
1: Well, for the Panthers, a season that began so brightly has really um, turned out to to be a huge disappointment. Um, you know, you look at their their quarterbacks and all the issues that they've had there. Um, I see last night um, Matt Rule; he is going to be coming back. That's the talk. They're talking about shopping CMC for the Bucks. Obviously, it's been all been around the Antonio Brown fiasco that's been going on. Just plug in my computer so it doesn't die um but uh antonio brown just seems to want to burn bridges um you know he just had to go a number of goes at tom brady um this uh this week you're talking about a guy who's now fallen out with mike tomlin with bill belichick with bruce arians with tom brady with ben rottlesberger um how, how, you know, Balotelli famously had the why all was me, um, that could be Antonio Brown also. Um, some of the sympathy he got um, maybe on last Monday saying around the ankle, well, some of the texts and some of the things he said during the week, I think um, may have changed that. Look, for for this, I think the, the Bucks really need to clean up um, their run defence. Um, they signed uh, Vita Vea up to a, a big extension. Um, so... Um, You know, maybe he'll want to put on a show. The other thing for me on this is nobody is as stats-obsessed as Tom Brady. He needs 120 yards um, to break the Bucs record. He needs 246 to break his own record. Um, And he needs one more touchdown to break the the Bucs record. Expect Tom Brady to go all out, all out. If he has to play every single snap, um, he will do that to break those records. And it's the Bucs for me.
2: Colm, I mean, you left Mike Mayock out there. You forgot about his stint for the Raiders during the during the uh, the off season when he made that big, big free agency move to the Raiders, and that didn't materialise. in his poor fuck up, you know, injury, the toe injury and all the rest. God, it's it's a fiasco with with that guy. Um, look, this bear in mind he's only played. each other two weeks ago, and it was a right good jobbing in Carolina. I mean, the Bucks put a good numbers up on them, and they had a lot of injuries at the time, and they still ran up high scores and. Despite the struggles last week against the Jets, they still put up good numbers again in terms of the points and the stats. With, with players still absent, obviously Evans came back last week, so he'll have a, a week on in terms of being a lot fitter. Um, the Bucks are going to win this game. I can't see any other way. I, I'm surprised Matt Ruder's coming back. I suppose you could throw me into the same kind of scenario as Joe Judge in terms of second year, but he's 10 and 22 after two years. They were 3 0 to start of the season. Looked like they were going in a good direction. I know we've all kind of had our different opinions on Sam Darnold, but. I think to that one now he really isn't the answer there. And where do they go to get their quarterback, which is difficult? Well maybe they will be in this draft again. Yeah, three and and0 and then went two and eleven. They want the season over. And yeah, the Bucks will win and obviously then see
3: if there's an any, any opportunity for them to jump up to that two seed. Brian, you, you mentioned Sam Darnold starting three and and0 and he's only been one and six since then as part of the Panthers decline. Um, geez, it's a good thing you don't have 18 million dollars locked into him under contract for next season. Is oh no, they do have 18 million dollars locked into him next season. Um, it's difficult to know how the Panthers really reshape that roster. You know, Colin Maloon to the room is about shopping CMC, completely blowing it up. Matt Rule even coming under a lot of pressure from that fan base. Um, a lot of pressure, and someone who joined on a seven year contract, for the idea that you could build slowly they're not seeing the build they're not seeing that development and you can understand their frustration for the buccaneers column alludes to the stats uh mike evans has got a bit of a milestone as well the only receiver to ever open his career with seven consecutive 1000 yard seasons he's 54 yards off making it eight in a row so maybe brady tries to feed him the ball to to help him achieve that particular scenario and the bucks do have something to play for here um the rams are in a tough game against the 49ers if the rams lose the Bucs win, the Bucs vault up to the second seed, um, which potentially well ga- will g- guarantees them at least two home games if they proceed through the first wild card weekend. So that's that's an important balance to consider.
0: Uh, well, first off, I'm picking the box. Uh, secondly, what a week! <laughs> if anybody is TikTok, you know what I'm talking about. What a week for Antonio Brown, the Bucs. Uh, Bruce Arians, <laughs> they need a win this week to try and push this ahead and, and put this into the rear distance because I am speechless of some of the things I've seen this week. You know, has have half the team got COVID? What's going on? Like it's just it's mad stuff great for Brady to break the records uh you see a lot of older heads not like our age group but like 60 and over around that there complaining oh but shooters sure, an extra week yeah whatever it's Grant let him break the record let him have the crack he'll be playing for the next 100 years anyway uh the Panthers no five and 12 and let's see what they do next season Who are in the draft but the Bucs should run away with us. I, I can't see how the Pampers have a chance. And we probably should have put this in the first part. But the reality is, the Bucs are a uh, third seed at the minute in the NFC. And we, we treat them with that lovely respect. And um, I, 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 as as Antonio Brown said himself, I, I can't wait to see how they're going to play today without their number one wide receiver. So it'll be interesting to see.
3: They're, they're the okay, Michael. Mike Evans is playing.
0: Chris Godwin as well. They've got him as well. I don't know if he's playing with no, they, they have him so I mean like yeah. he's he's there. He's he's probably around the same talent level as Brian is in my opinion but uh, we'll see what happens.
3: Well with the, with um, the broken ACL.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's uh well I no, no I'm, I'm talking generally he said on the documentary that he was he thought he was the best in in, in in Tampa Bay by a country mile, basically. Okay, Titans 11-5, and five, uh, Texans 4-12. and 12. It's simple for the Titans today. The Titans need to win to get the number one seed in the AFC. Home field advantage runs through Nissan Stadium and also uh, a week off. Who wouldn't love a week off? I'd love a week off. Four weeks to go. Uh, Colin, who is winning this game today? The Titans, as we said there, need all of that there to happen. All they have to do today is win. Who's going to win?
1: Well, these two teams played one of the more bizarre games I think that's ever been played back in November when the Texans got a win. Texans didn't play particularly well. Trad Taylor threw for just over 100 yards. Their top rusher had 40 um, yards, but the Titans just got nothing going on the day. Ryan Tannehill was a turnover machine, four interceptions, um, and they couldn't get anything going on the ground. I think Adrian Peterson was their leading rusher at the time with forty yards as well. So it was a really strange game, um, but they they did lose it. I imagine they will be looking to avenge that, and they have a whole lot to to play for in this one. Um, I, I would say that. Foreman has kind of got up ahead of steam over the last few weeks. And the way in which you get at really get at this Texans team is on the ground. I expect um, that Derrick Henry isn't yet back, but it, he, he has been activated or not activated, but um, he's been designated to return. Um, so he will be back for the, the playoffs. Um, I think that the Tennessee Titans will be the number one seed, having overcome the Houston Texans today.
2: A Texans team that has won two of the last three games. And if you look at the game in which they played last week in in Santa Clara against the 49ers, they were in it up to the fourth quarter. And, they you know, there was a 13-point loss, but it wasn't really reflective of how the game played out. And there was some very dubious refereeing decisions where fumbles were deemed to be played called dead. And, you know, kind of some things went against the Texans. And you can argue if they had it went their way. They may have got the shock. Um, certainly, you're playing for the head coach. And... Um, you know kind of I mean, you've touched on the fact that they've, they've played sure already and seconds have pulled off the win they'll they'll fancy their chances i think um I read a great report this week where they said the second best quarterback coming out of rookie class last year isn't anybody in the first round it's actually after mac jones it's it's mills he's been really effective and it's really come into his own in the past few weeks so i think that gives him a game for the titans i mean i know they're going to get the one seed they'll win today and everybody's saying like Derrick Henry's coming back and obviously he's crucial to them getting to the Super Bowl because if you look at the eleven teams that have qualified for the playoffs, the Titans are last in terms of average points. They score an offense of twenty four points. They're they don't blow teams away. They did last week, but if you know, and they don't blow teams away, they're not putting up huge points on teams and that could come and catch it in the playoffs, but they'll win this game. It won't be it won't be a, a great game, but they'll do enough. And they are look to two weeks time and Derrick Henry coming back is a huge, huge piece of the jigsaw in terms of getting them to the Super Bowl in
3: LA. Uh, Colin alluding to the Titans losing to the Texans earlier in the season. That was part of the the real bad swoon from the Titans. You remember they lost three out of four games. Um, It looked like that they weren't going to reset properly after Derek Henry's injury. And now look at them in the driving seat for the first seed. Um, It's bizarre when you consider it. In this season, they've lost to the Texans and the Jets. And they are still the presumptive favourites to be the first seed in the AFC. Um, you know, for me, they, they have put right at the ship. It is not the most dominant first seed you've ever seen in your life. And I'm not expecting anyone to believe that. But one thing they do dominate in is down low in the lines uh they've got a very impressive offensive line well coached up always have adapted to the changes that they've had in the last couple of off seasons with moving parts there and on the defensive line that is the strength of their defense um we've talked quite a lot about uh landry but i mean like they, they've they've just been capable of getting pressure with four quite consistently strong uh, in the run game and that's where they need to dominate i mean they're in nashville so it's like garth Brooks used to sing about they've got friends in low places um uh, and that's down low where it really matters. Um, for me, I've got the Titans. I've got the AFC, therefore, running through Nashville so we can have lots and lots of country music references during the playoffs. And uh, I actually heard Carrie Underwood commenting on Antonio Brown's antics. And she's saying that uh, maybe next time he'll think before he tweets. No, no, before he cheats, before he tweets. No, country no, music no, no. Jesus, no, I was no, waiting for the Maybe
2: it wasn't it It just wasn't
0: that funny, (laughs) man. Tennessee, uh (laughs) Tennessee need to win today to get the number one seed and to also get a week off in the playoff picture as it stands. They are hosting the Chargers next weekend if they don't win today. In terms of today, like you know, Tennessee have had good weeks, they've had bad weeks, they've had injuries, you know. Against the Jets, for example, Tannehill, the Titans are only converted five of their 19 third down attempts. Um and Ryan Tannehill was stacked seven times in that home loss to the Texans recently they converted just six of their 15 third down chances and turned the ball over five times that day was very poor with the weather I think if I can remember but at the same yeah. time it wasn't good enough um and then Pittsburgh sacked Tannehill four times so it's it's all on protecting Tannehill today and just trying to get over the line I think they will get over the line and I'm intrigued to see how this Titans team get goes down the stretch over the next few weeks variable for me as it stands is the coach of the year Um, I'm picking the Titans okay colts nine and seven going up against the jaguars who are two and fourteen i had a graphic made for the colts now i don't but the colts are in yeah that's the nfc no, no, no. they're not wow no.
3: colts have to win nine and
0: seven look at that they have to win right i actually had a graphic made and it took me like an hour but no one cares go on ahead call <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, the the crazy thing is, and one of the stats that I saw when doing some research into this, the Colts haven't won at Jacksonville since 2014, Um, despite the fact that the Jags have had one winning season in that entire stretch, uh, 2017, the legendary uh, Jacksonville Jaguars season. Um, For the the Jags, this has just been just an unmitigated disaster and obviously this week the the talk of uh, bill o'brien potentially coming in and um saw people trying to defend bill o'brien's record with the the texans but when you look at um the trades that bill o'brien made and the fact that what he what he gave away and what he gave up for certain players wouldn't exactly inspire a whole lot of confidence if you're a jags um Fan. the Colts have to to win this, and uh, I think that you know on that basis they they will. They've had injuries this week. Devar uh, Buckner, um in particular, is um you know just so good. So he will obviously be a, lo- a loss, but I expect to see plenty of Jonathan Taylor, and I think Jonathan Taylor is good enough to carry this team uh, to a win in Jacksonville.
2: It's six years since the Colts won in Jacksonville. Who who would have thought it? What a strange one. Bearing in mind how poor the Jags have been over the years and how I suppose, efficient the Colts have been, you know, with the playoff runs and uh, that's a surprise. But look, this Jacksonville team, are, they want the season over. It's been an absolute disaster in fairness and it hasn't been helped this week with the news that the GM is returning, which is obviously really upset. All the Jacksonville fans, I don't know if you've read the story around the fact that they're having a clown party there today at the game. Everybody's coming dressed as clowns. I'm basically to make the point to the owner that you need to also remove the GM as soon as possible, otherwise we've no hope. There's a turning things around in the future. They're looking ahead. Jonathan Taylor, there's other players on that team. If Wentz gets his game together, because I do think that is a problem at the moment. I don't think Wentz is playing at the level he should be for this team. I know he's had a good season. You know, we had the fact that the... COVID situation last week. He didn't look great when he came in last week against the Raiders. And I think that's a concern. But for this game, it won't be. I think the Colts will do more than enough to win the game then they look ahead to next week and see where they're going in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I'm glad you called that out, Bron. I was about to say about Trimbalke. um I, I hadn't realized this, and I saw it during the week. Um, when he left 49ers and then joined Jacksonville, um, he actually went through a period where he fired each head coach five years in a row, yeah. only lasted a season, you know. And look, some you know, Thomas Euler and Fortnite, you kind of thought was a dodgy hire at the time. But if your GM is firing people that regularly, it's like at some point they're the problem. It's not the coach, they're the problem. And in fact, his history seems to be coming back to bite him now because there are rumors that his very presence. Is hindering the coaching search. There are people, Josh McDaniel's turned them down even from interviewing in New England. A couple of the coordinators in um other places have also turned down the opportunity to even interview for the job. Some of that could be down to Shard Khan's influence, but a lot of it seems to be down to Trent balky's influence. So the fans are trying to vote with their feet, with their presence, saying with the clown party is Brian Lutu, get out. Um for me, the Colts season, the MVP, if you're allowed to vote for MVPs who aren't quarterbacks, would be Jonathan Taylor. He might just take – it's going to be tight, guys, but I think he might take the NFL rushing title uh, this week. I mean, he's only 529 yards ahead of Joe Mixon, so it's going to be a squeaky one, but I think he just might nip it at the end. Um, Taylor and the Colts, uh, for me, they need to win. They can't slip up. If they slip up, Steelers still have hope. The Ravens still have hope, and of course, the infamous scenario of if the Chargers and Raiders tied, it would get them both in. So I I don't think it's going to be that. I think the Colts win, and they uh, kill any lingering miracle dreams in other places.
0: Yeah, that would be a disaster scenario for the NFL if that happened. It was almost a disaster scenario for the NFL last night. I mean, the reason the Chiefs were playing last night was to put the pressure on the Titans. Did you imagine if that didn't happen? Uh, yeah, so Colts 9-7 need to win today to get in or guarantee their spot in the playoffs. Like, look at the difference between the AFC and the NFC. Like, it's literally like at least some teams have a, have a decent chance here. Yeah, they have to win or tie uh, or charges lose and the Baltimore-Pittsburgh tie or the charges lose pittsburgh loss and miami win uh i'm not doing the Mars. i don't care i think they'll win today by a country mile the handicap is minus 14 and a half a matchbook uh, we're partners at court irish nfl show uh, i think they'll cover that i think jonathan taylor will show up and just you know at the end of the day i think me or colin could pad up or used to as well and just hand it <laughs> off to taylor as long as we can catch
3: the ball yeah you know so Michael you say actually just on the playoff picture uh, Kansas lost last night would have still been really interesting in the seeding Mm. because even if Kansas had lost and this is the thing about things being so tight the Titans still have pressure because a uh, Bills win or a Patriots win would have knocked the Titans out of top seed as well so the Titans still have pressure to 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 win obviously to seal the, the first seed but it wasn't a guaranteed thing literally I actually saw the Pats could go, could have until last night, be anywhere from first seed to seventh seed, based on this last week, so it's still all movable.
0: I appreciate your feedback there, and uh, it's been a very interesting year in the, in the AFC. I don't think next year will be like that, but we should enjoy it because it's competitive. Jets, Bills, this is the AFC East situation in terms of the Bills. The Bills can clinch the AFC East title with a win or a new england loss or a tie in both the buffalo <laughs> and new england games uh, i mean do i think that's going to happen probably not colin who have you got in this game today
1: well just given that we're on the afc east and i know mark has to drop off in a bit and he mentioned around josh mcdaniel's turning down infield and it might be because of shad can or it might be because of Trent trend or it might just be because one never knows what you're going to get when josh mcdaniel's is involved in in a franchise. Will he take a job? Will he leave you in the lurch? Will he trade away your uh, franchise QB for a packet of of peanuts, spy on the opposition, get caught, uh, and then leave in the middle of the night? Who knows what you're going to get with Josh McDaniels when he's not in the safe OC role in Foxborough. Um, But this is another um, AFC East um, game. Um, I can't call it a battle because I don't think it will be that. For the Jets, this is, all. I think, all about seeing how Zach Wilson does against the number one defence in the league. Um, he's had um, at times where I, I don't think he's had a full game. I think he's had halves or quarters where he's looked good at times, but he's turned the ball over um, far too frequently as well. And going up against uh, a Bills defence that have allowed eleven passing touchdowns and forced 19 interceptions, it will be interesting to see how Zach Wilson does. I think that's probably the most interesting thing from this game for the Jets it's it's you know going to be next year where they really need to to take the the step forward um for them um it's it's not going to be getting a, a win today the Bills I think tend to outside of the Jags game they beat up on bad teams they should do that again today as long as they're focused
2: well the Jets fans have been encouraged of late because they've um They've seen Wilson not shown intercession for the last four games, and bearing in mind how many he was shown earlier in the season, that's something that he seems to be getting right, and maybe that will lead into next season. There's been positives there. They said that he wasn't playing consistently for four quarters. He seemed to have got that right over the past two weeks, because he played well right to the end against the Jags, and then last week, in fairness, that game, we discussed on Monday that fourth, and two who blown play at the end. That goes right. They win a big game, and that's probably one of the shocks of the season. And he played really well in that game, so there is positives for the Jets. They've got some Good draft picks coming their way. There's an argument that they will they've got and they've got cap space. They're m would say they're moving reasonably in the right direction. The head coach seems to be something that the players have bought into. Um but for this game, yeah, Colin was right. I mean, Bill's I think they set a record last week for winning by 10, 10 points or more in something like seventeen games in a row. Um, they're gonna win this game, country. Right. the only thing I could see is the Jets slowing it down by using it, which has been a really good run game. characters' had a good season and if they can pound the ball and keep keep the Keep the bills off the field. It could be a little bit more of a tighter game than it's expected. The line is 17 points. The Jets are getting 17 points. I think that's, I think that's a bit too much to be honest. I think the Bills will find a way to. Bills will win, but I don't know. If they'll win by
3: 17. I could see 14, 14 points, but Bills win and move on. Your yeah, column alluded to. Box winning the uh, AFC South for the first time in a long time. 14 years between winning the division. The Jets' misery of sadness is 11 years now since they even made the playoffs. Their lone division titles, like 11 years since they even made the playoffs. Those solid days. The Rex Ryan bringing them to back-to-back AFC Championship games seems a long, long time ago. Um, the guys kind of loom to it. There have been a few green shoots recovery there. Robert Salah seems to now starting to be Molding the team the way he wants them to be, uh, Braxton Berrios, uh, who um, was a, an undrafted free agent, actually P- Patriots tried to stash him on the practice squad a couple of years ago, and the Jets picked him up off the the practice squad at final man cutdowns. Um, has shown gr- real green shoots in the last while. He's has uh, been uh, performed very well again in the Bucks game, but I think he's had about twenty catches over the last few games. You know, good news in that regard. Bad news is he's out for today's game. So even those green shoots sometimes get chopped out at the, the the roots. Look, I would love the Jets to win this game. I would really, really, really appreciate if the Jets could win this game and the Patriots have a chance at the AFC East and a home game. Unfortunately, I have every belief that the Jets will let me down just as they've let down their fan base for the last 11 years and, in fact, most of their history. So I've got the bills to win this game.
0: sorry coffee sorry and um, this is a sort of game where you can see the Jets going into a seven seven to zero lead and everyone oh oh what's going to happen here oh they could lose the AFC East and then and then boom they don't they win by like 20 or 30 and that, that's the reality of it I am excited there was a fan generally of the NFL seeing how far miami have come in the last few weeks the patriots are getting back to their old ways again the buffalo bills what a difference a month makes and maybe the jets can turn it around with Salah. a few comments i think mark uh he was saying in the comments Salah to disrupt it today I, I just can't see it i can't see it and um i'm taking the bills to go 11-6 and to in my opinion deservedly when the afc east but they've had a rough time of it like my god like how they've got from where they were to now is is interesting uh right here we go mark and I, I know you have to bounce in, in a few minutes i've got your boy i've got the most the best picture i could of him new england patriots it, the patriots basically can I, they can't get the AFC's top seed but they can get the fc's division all they gotta do is to win today or they can tie and buffalo can win so surely mark uh, i say so you know what i'll let you start off with because it's your team but surely that gives you hope today going into this game a tie well, no, and, and a, well, and a no, Buffalo last game.
3: To win and Buffalo to lose so if Buffalo don't lose it's meaningless so that's why I'm supporting the Jets so heavily so if uh Buffalo win like the AFC East is gone so therefore we have to uh rely upon the the wild card the, the key for the Pats as I say is going to be though they want to win they don't want to slip any further down the wild cards necessarily but who will they play if the Bengals lose and the Bills win, that could flip round. But otherwise, it could be the trilogy next week. This isn't an easy game for the Pats in any way, shape, or form. Um, they have a tendency to lose down in Miami. They have a tendency to lose in week 17, week 18, the last game of the season, to the Dolphins. Um, uh, and it's messed us up, actually, I think, in three uh, years in the last 20, um, certainly in that regard. Um, the Dolphins, though, are coming off an absolute shellacking against the Titans last week. Um, that seven-game win streak, they're out of contention for the playoffs altogether. There's no mathematical way in which they can qualify. Um, You'll have to ask about how motivating-driven they are for this. I think they still will be. It's a divisional rival. Um, and the Patriots, on the other hand, are coming off uh, a 50-burger against the Jaguars, writing um, a lot of wrongs. So they'll want to show and continue that momentum going into the playoffs. Um, for me, I don't think it will come as a massive surprise to people. I still have the Patriots to win this game um, because actually I think they're going to go out all out to win. They, they are going to leave things to chance. They still want to see the connection with uh, Matt Jones, his receiving core, still keep that dynamic running game going. And hopefully, for me anyway, and for Patriots fans all around Ireland, UK, Europe, uh, and of course in the US of A, uh, the Patriots go marching on in the playoffs for a couple more weeks to go.
1: The reality is is that Matt Jones has been the most impressive rookie QB and that to get to the playoffs with a rookie QB is enormously impressive in and of itself. Depending on how far they go, you could make a case that Bill Belichick is once again coach of the year. But we'll see what happens um, in, in the playoffs. For, for Jones, um, he's sitting in around 68% completion rate. He's second only... To two thousand and seven, Tom Brady, in terms of um, the uh, Patriots' record for completion, he's second only to Dak Prescott for rookie completion rate. So he is exactly who Bill Belichick wanted him to be, and I think that photograph that you put up um, on the graphic, Michael, was perfect because he is just a machine um, who is focused on getting the ball out. Um, and winning at all costs, as um, the ankle drag against the, the Panthers showed, um, he truly has moved over to the dark side. This is going to be fascinating. Belichick against Flores and um, Tua against Mac. I'm going to say that the Patriots, given um, what they had, is still an, in a play for them, are going to get the the win. Um, but I don't think it'd be a shock if the Dolphins were to, you know, turn them over. But I think that the the Patriots will do it and will go to eleven and, and six on on the season, based off um, the. Just the options that they have in terms of that passing game and also the the running game, um, and I just think the the Dolphins' defense has to show up more than it did um, last week. But uh, and the offense, but the Patriots.
2: When Flores goes up against Belichick, um, these games are always competitive. And, and fairness to Flores, he's he's done a number on them a couple of times. I mean, they beat them week one. I recall week one last year, the Patriots won with Cam's quarterback. But at the end, I think. The Dolphins were driving potentially to put a score in that would make the game even closer. I think the intercept in the end zone. And then um, there was the shock a couple of years ago where they went into Fox for it and won and knocked, knocked the pages out number one Save when it was Brady's tip. So he's always played them tight. So I see a close game. I'm actually excited with the Dolphins here and I actually have a. it's not so much what's going to happen on the field, it's what's going to happen elsewhere. I think Belichick is a very clever man as we all know. And I think even look at a situation, come the four fourth quarter, if he knows that the Bills are, are well ahead, you Take players out because I genuinely believe they would rather play the Bengals next week than play Buffalo again. And if they were to win that and drop down the seeding, the likelihood they probably could go into Tennessee if they were to pull off the win against the Bengals. And then the likelihood well, they'd go number one seed, and I think they'd have a far better opportunity of beating the Titans as opposed to going into Kansas City and beating the Chiefs. So, so there's a lot a lot of different permutations, but I can see a reason as to why come the fourth quarter if the game was out of sight up in Buffalo they would look the rest players out and I think Miami would obviously be playing full tilt to win the game anyway. And I, a game that will not like which should be competitive, bearing in mind why how it's gone the last four or five times they played. So for me, I think there's a bigger conversation off the field as opposed to what's on the field. And for that reason I'm picking the Dolphins.
0: Hi to Mad Sports Network and also to David Conlon for your comments. David Conlon saying it's too early for the bad jokes, Mark he's also saying Miami D feasts on rookie QBs let's hope the trend continues today fins up well I'm continuing my trend today and that is picking the Patriots I'm gonna keep doing it every week now in the hope that it somehow uh, may make it unfortunate for them but I genuinely to be honest with me I think they'll win this game I think they'll get it over the line and I think they'll finish second in the AFC East and they have done very well with rookie quarterback incredibly well to get to the playoffs in a one-year absence Uh that is fantastic for them and let's see how far they can go uh i would like to see buffalo against new england next week in buffalo in normal weather i can't wait for it because that would be a hell of a game
3: yeah michael just to close this out i mean just to give people a sense on why patriots fans don't like going to miami during the belichick era miami the only team who have a home winning record uh against the patriots overall i think they're 12 and 9 by contrast, Buffalo are 3-19 and 19 when the Patriots comes down. To there are other some other subplots. We're talking about stats. Jalen Waddle's had an amazing season. He's one catch off 100 catches for the season and therefore only two catches off Anquan Bolden's old rookie record of 101 for the season. So I reckon he breaks that. I did love the picture because I was vibing on Colin alluded to the machine. It looks like Robert Patrick in Terminator 2. So Mac Jones is the T-1000. He's the revi- Look, it's just like Robert Patrick. It's perfect. He's the T-1000. The only problem is the T-1000 melts at the end. I'd rather he won, but the yeah, that's that's a different thing. And there are some other stats involved, like Nick Folk has a chance of breaking uh, Ryan Suckup's old record for most consecutive field goals within 50. Um, but I want to just give one final call out. Week 18, we talked about Big Ben. There's lots of last games there will be for players. and I'm sure we'll allude to a lot more of these in our roundup on Monday. But a lot of players will play their last game in the NFL or leave their team for the last time and things like that. Um, there's every chance Matthew Slater, 36 years of age, records special teamer, will not come back next year um, to New England. He just is likely to retire, hasn't yet decided. But uh, if he does, it's probably the greatest special team player since the days of Steve Tasker. He's been an amazing servant to New England. He's been an amazing team captain for many years. and He's one of those types of players... You don't hear mentioned all the time. We always talk about the flash players, the ones that make the big, splashy plays. Um, But you need a team of 53. You need a team combined. You need those players that gel them all together. And Matt Slater's been that 110%. Forever more famous for calling heads, uh, obviously in Kansas City as well. Um, But those type of players, whether they play for the Patriots, whether they play for the Bengals, the Jets, whoever, it doesn't matter. They deserve a call-out equally at these moments in time as well
0: because he won't play in Germany next year against the Chiefs that was a joke Jason Kelsey as well for the Eagles last night uh, let's uh, let's look at I, I love these picks by the way and I like your pick as well right let's look at the NFC West we've got two games the NFC West and we've got of Night Football in terms of the Cardinals going up against the Seahawks Cardinals can win the NFC West division title with a win and a Rams loss interesting game Colin. who have you got
1: Yeah, I suppose. Look, the question will be, is this Russell Wilson's last game as a Seahawk? Is it Pete Carroll's last game coaching the the Seahawks? I would have to say uh, Russell Wilson has been making all the noises about wanting to stay, as has Aaron Rodgers. It's been interesting to watch over the course of the the season. So let's see what the offseason might bring. Seahawks have been... um, more impressive in in recent weeks and a lot as that is um penny how good he has been coming in missed uh, a lot through injury but has been showing in recent weeks just what a dangerous player he can be and when the seahawks have a running game and you have Russell Wilson's ability then um, to to make play plays happen. That's obviously when they're at their most dangerous. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. So I, I think this should be um, a really interesting one. The Cardinals have to get the the, the win. I think at, at home to show you know that they can actually do that and they're still in with a chance of clinching um, the division. They have designated JJ Watt to return for the playoffs, which is should give them a boost as well. Um, you imagine. I think this will be a, a tight game between um, these two. Um, again, Vance Joseph's defense needs to to pick it up. We saw um, them get the the win in in Jerry's world. I think that the Cardinals will have enough just because they have more to, to play for. And I don't think it will be Russell Wilson's maybe last game in, in Seattle. Or it certainly doesn't have that feel to it in the same way that, say, Big Ben um, with the Steelers. Um, so I'm going to go with the cards to win this.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very high on the Cardinals in this game. Haven't seen him last week, come back to what we saw earlier in the season. I know we touched on the fact that Kyle Murray always wins in, in Texas, but he looked his old self last week. We touched on it on Monday's show. He was more efficient in terms of running the ball. He what's that option is there from it makes the de- defense have to think twice around whether they're going to be running, throwing, passing the ball, and obviously, you know, capturing him in a in a particular run. So Seattle's defense hasn't been too, hasn't been great for large parts of the season. I could see the cards putting the point numbers on them. And I think, I do think Russell Wilson is moving on, but I think it's going to get to that stage where it's inevitable that's going to happen. And I think that's more of a story for a show over the coming weeks. And here's what's going to happen there because there's huge, there's, there's huge um, permutation around the cap there for Seattle. If he goes before June, it's 53 million on the cap. If he goes after June, it's 80 million. So I'm sure there's things to be discussed there. But on the game itself, I think the Cardinals will, will win and put themselves in a position that does any slip in the game. I believe we're going to discuss next. Um they will then obviously then win the division. So big game for the Cards, and I think they will win.
3: Yeah, my pick here is inevitably linked to that other game. I think, in fact, Seattle's best chance of winning this game is if Brian's Miami-New England theory works in this game. If the Rams are significantly up against the 49ers, the Cards literally have nothing to play for. They are absolutely locked into the fifth seed. They can't be overtaken by anyone else in terms of wildcard standings. So, if the Rams are walking it, why risk players? You know, take them out. Uh, I think J.J. Watt's uh, designation is intriguing, and uh, that certainly adds a new dimension, hopefully, to their defense for the um, the postseason and the postseason games to come. But I think the Rams 49ers game will be close. Therefore, I think the Cardinals keep their starters in, and I think that would be more than enough for the Seahawks. It is a divisional game. You never know. They're always hard, toughly fought. Um, but the Seahawks' season's petering out. The Cardinals' season still just beginning.
0: Still just beginning. JJ Watt's back. Let's see how long he lasts this time. In all seriousness, it's great for a neutral. I'm excited to see how the Cardinals play over the next few weeks. I think they'll run away with this game, to be honest with you. I think the Seahawks have been very, very poor this year. Uh, and I agree with Colum. I think Russell Wilson... Well, I don't know if Colin explicitly said this. I'm going to move on. But uh, I think Russell Wilson and Pete Carr will be there week one, September 2022. I really do, uh, and let's see what happens. But Cardinals, for me, uh, and it, it does. It obviously does inexplicitly link with this game that we're going to look at now. Obviously, the Rams going up against the 49ers and so by Stadium. That game's in Sky Sports at 925. Huge game. Rams clinch the division title with a win or a tie or an Arizona loss or a tie. Uh, what a game. Mark, do you want to go first? You're going to drop off of me
3: yeah, no, sure, I've got to run. So, um, look, this is a fantastic game. I mean, other than the um, uh, the, the Chargers-Raiders game, for me, this is the game of the, the weekend. Both teams have something meaningful to play for. 49ers, obviously, it's your winner. You're in. Rams win, and you've got your divisional title. They don't like each other very much. They're divisional rivals. Why would they? And the 49ers, in the last while, if I remember the, the history correctly, have tended to own the Rams and dominate the Rams in the last... Games. I think it's five out of the last six if so I've got that ordered the right way around. Um, for me, the 49ers have thrown away a great opportunity last couple of weeks. Um, they, you know, the, the inexcusable loss against the Titans, for example, um, and Jimmy G obviously misfiring in that particular regard. I think their running attack is the key to this game. And whereas, of course, the Rams would love Trey Lance to drop back into coverage, or Jimmy if he's going to play. Um, that um, So Von Miller and Aaron Donald all can tee off on him. I think it's going to keep being ball control, long sustained drives, keep the ball on the ground, get the ball into Kittle's hands and Debo's hands at the right time. It is the game plan. It sounds boring. They've tried to apply for the last 10 weeks of the season, and it has been super effective um, at that point in time. And I think that's going to be enough for this Rams team. They have been boom or bust too many times. Yes, they're playing for the divisional title, but I just have this feeling that they're going to wilt at the wrong time. They're a team made of superstars rather than a team forged in the heat of battle. And I don't trust um, Matthew Stafford at all. And I definitely don't trust Sean McVay, who I still think, and I called it out earlier in the season, is the reason they won't win a Super Bowl as opposed to the reason they will win a Super Bowl um, in that regard. He still wants to be the smartest boy in the room. A bit like column's friend, Carl Shanahan, as I know he might allude to as well, because Carl Shanahan definitely fits into that column, having lost potentially two Super Bowls with his play court here before. But for me, I just feel like the 49ers are going to edge it. And I know that's going to come as you know manner from heaven for the Cards fans as well, because then it opens the door for them to swoop like a Cardinal into the NFC West and take away home field advantage for the playoffs um and with that I'm gonna love you and leave you. um uh hold on it. hold on hold on hold on who's winning some of that football one Chargers like- charges. is what I'll say okay. bolts all the way in that one Raiders fans please don't hit cape me kill me hunt me down and search for me um but I think the Chargers is gonna have enough in that um but I've got to go. I gotta go look forward to talking watching the games tonight and talking to you boys about it tomorrow night or so all right see you tomorrow take it easy have a good day
0: let's go Bills okay that's mark gone well boys it's been a good show yeah uh, that's us I'm, I'm only joking uh column going by the order of the graphics you're next so who have you got in this game
1: yeah look we've talked about this and talk about high stakes you know they win and there there's huge rewards for for both teams and for for me i suppose there's two things keep an eye on cooper cup who is looking to earn the the triple crown as such leading the league in catches receiving yards and touchdowns and aaron donald has 98 uh career sacks uh he will be looking to to make it a uh, hundred um they, it's an it's a really interesting one because i do um as mark has alluded to think kyle shannon has a tendency to want to be the smartest guy in the room but he has had McVeigh's number um they've they have won um the last five five games and during that time I would say that the Rams have been the better team um throughout most of of that not not always um but yet the the 49ers have still had their number I think that is quite telling and I think that in you know Debo Samuel they have a a really interesting um weapon it's going to be in to see how these two sides kind of go at one another um kittle i think is uh pretty close on a, a thousand yard season as well i think this could could go either way absolutely nobody's going to be surprised by either team i think i would imagine the, the rams are favorites brian probably has a better idea on that than me but i'm going to say that it's going to be the 49ers the kyle shanahan and is gonna continue um to have McVeigh's number and that they are gonna win. So I'm gonna agree with Mark that it's the 49ers.
2: Um from a betting perspective, column the Rams are four and a half point favourites, so the bookies are expecting them to win by five or more. So you call it a touchdown game. Um, my concerns with the 49ers are around this quarterback situation. Which is probably you know very obvious, bearing in mind where we're at. Like Trey Lance has played last week against a poor Texans team, and it took him a long time to get going. Um, I was surprised by how inefficient he was in the run game because you know having looked at him and we did so much analysis last year when we were doing our draft coverage that he was supposed to be one of these type of quarterbacks, and there were similarities to, Ka- to Kaepernick, but he's obviously far superior than him. And he can run out of speed, you know. But last week didn't seem to get it going and he struggled and i know me and Colum had a bit of a ding dong joking you know columns obviously was very high on him i i'm still questioning mark whether he was the right pick at that at that number three spot and um, it looks like from from reading stuff coming out throughout the night that jimmy g is in fact going to start they're going to start with him and it with an operation of a chip bone um usually it's what they say four to five weeks before a player should be playing again he's going to play within within a week so that's a big surprise for me. And I think it could be a situation where they'll, they'll start him. Things aren't going well. Trey Lance will come in. So there's too many unknowns for me in the situation. Kitler's kind of fallen back. He's regressed to where he was earlier in the season. In the last three weeks, he's only caught, I think, something in the region, 20 for seven years. Maybe that's kind of reflective of where they are with the quarterback situation over the past few weeks. Like the Rams, we, we talked about the Rams last week and we were saying about the fact that they've won four or five in a row. And the last time they did that, at this time of the year, they went to two Super Bowls and they're not really getting. I'd say, the credit that they deserve right now. They're kind of floating under the radar. Um, Do I think they'll go to... Well, probably not. I kind of agree with Mark I think McVay will will be found out when it comes to the high-stake, high-rolling games in the playoffs. But for this instance, known that if they win, they wrap up two seed and they put them in a position where they can at least get uh, two home games before having to go on the road, I think it's too big for me. And bearing in mind where the 49ers are, I think... It's the Rams who are coming into this game with all the momentum as opposed to the 49ers who struggled against a weak Texans team last week. So for me, I think the Rams will win. Wrap up number two seed. And bear in mind that we've picked the Saints to win in Atlanta. It'll be the Saints that pick up that, that, that uh, number seven seed and we will go to the Rams next weekend.
0: I like it. Uh, I have not got the hype around the 49ers this week. Prime of all, Lee outlets online uh i'm not saying they're a bad team they're not a bad team but the rams are a better team and they're playing at home for a place to to win a division i i think the rams are going to win this game i'm not going to say it's going to be comfortable i think it'll be close but i just don't trust the 49ers to go to los angeles and get the win i i don't Uh, and i know we have a lot of 49ers fans to watch this we've also a lot of rams fans to watch this i i just can't see it at the end of the day i just think the 49ers won't edge this game i think the offense for the rams will get there and his defense will will stack up well i I think they'll run the ball well before the owners but it just won't be enough and i am taking the rams to win this game uh rams gonna go 13 and 4 for me and they're gonna win the nfc west okay really quickly we're gonna look at our best bets with our partners match week before we look ahead to sunday night football between the chargers and the raiders game 272 of the season uh, Brian, obviously great to have Matchbook on uh, on our uh, side uh, as partners. Code Irish NFL Show gets you £20, 20 euro welcome offer. Money back as cash if your first bet loses. All the T's and C's are below there. 18 plus. Please gamble aware. What's your thoughts ahead of this uh, week of team today, Brian? It's obviously a huge week for in the NFL
2: it's a tough it's a tough weekend for betting to be fair for uh, for people who are out there who are trying to find the right accumulators because it's games where there are obviously obviously who's going to win the games but the, the line in terms of the betting line is you know it's it's difficult to place a bet on a team that has one to 14 one to 15 so for me i'm picking the teams that there's a couple of games in here that teams that they, there's nothing on the game and they would be the washington football team i think they'll beat the giants um i think the minnesota vikings will beat the chicago bears and then i'm taking it to games where there is something on the line and that's the saints i think the saints will go into Atlanta and win and i touched on it there around the rams i think the rams four and a half point fairies but on the money line i think one to two with matchbook so that's the that's the one i'm going to name it so the rams the Rams, saints the washington football team and the vikings four team accumulated in the reason of three to one seven to two at matchbook and uh, there's some other alternatives there if you want to but if you don't want to get on the side of betting on games itself there's overalls in terms of the totals you can bet on that as well so there is options there if you want to shy away from a difficult weekend of games to pick to be fair so yeah there are the four teams but um, I'm confident enough that we will see a winner there this weekend
0: I'm interested as well Brian week 18 it's, it's a it's a very unpredictable week but the over and under might be easier than the handicap for example that Browns Bengals the over under set 37 and a half with matchbook but sometimes the handicap can be difficult to bet on this week when we have backups
2: yeah the like last night line on the chiefs game was 46 points i mean that that went over and then i think it was in the region of 46 47 on the cowboys game and that went significantly over i think it was in the region of 70 points so you know there is games there today and the games tend to the defense tends to be a little bit looser in week 17 so i could see a few games going in the over but it is a very very tricky weekend so we do advise to bet responsibly and not to get not to get carried away with a stacked amount of games that you could be putting your money on
0: you can click on our link on the tweet above for week 18 odds with matchbook 20 pound 20 euro welcome offer money back is cash if your first bet loses the bonus code is irish nfl show and all the t's and c's are below 18 plus the t's and c's apply please be gamble aware and thanks to matchbook for their continued support of the irish nfl show okay welcome back in the column here he, was a, he disappeared for a second he got a special guest as well boys we bring him in yeah bring him in for the crack, yeah here he is jeff jeffrey he is starbucks
4: what's up fellas how you doing
0: Hey, Starbucks. Little, little,
4: little coffee with the coach with the irish fellas now
0: <laughs> how's it for him good
4: hey how about the games last night man
0: man what about your shirt last night more oh, what, uh-huh. yeah. I,
4: was, I, mean, I was i was i was channeling calm <laughs> He's Fantastic. A, he's, he's the only guy with a deeper closet of Hawaiian shirts than me and Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> woo! <laughs> can
1: we Jeff. get can we get a photo with the three of us at some stage, Jeff? Hey Jeff. man, I'm
4: gonna tell you something. I'm all in. Let's go,
1: Jeff. After that first drive last night, when the
2: Chiefs went right down the field and Kelsey scored, it looked like it was going to be a nothing game. And the only thing we were talking about at that time was your shirt.
4: <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you something, man. You can see what the formula is that everybody's kind of figured out to to at least limit the Chiefs. You're gonna play all kinds of two deep. You're gonna keep the ball in front of you. You're gonna make Mahomes be patient and make him run. Now, I'll give him a lot of credit because like we illustrated or telestrated last night how he when he sees that they don't have a quarterback player. For example, when they're in some sort of match coverage or they're in two man or any of those man structures and you don't have a guy for him in your scheme, that he's going to take off and run with the ball. And he's a better runner than people give him credit for.
1: Jeff, I suppose you saw at the Broncos last night. They, they played hard and they have played hard for Vic Fangio over the course of the three seasons. But ultimately, they've come up short the entire time. He's 19 and 30 as a head coach. What do you think? I mean, and not necessarily, I'm just wondering when, when the team is playing for that, the coach, but they're still coming up short, what can you do in that situation?
4: Well, let, let me, let me make this really clear. And I, and again, I'm a lifetime coach, right? And I've done it in pro football for 30 years One of the things you learn in this business is that it's a business, and your business is to win football games. And if you don't win football games, they're going to get another guy to do it. Now, there is a lot of frustration right now in Broncos country, a lot of it, because you're talking about a team and a franchise that was one of the best and most respected in the National Football League, and they've lost 13 straight to conference rival Kansas City 13 straight games that's unheard of and you're talking about six years not being in the playoffs there was a standard once in Denver when Shanahan was there and Pat Bolin was the owner there was a standard they talked about and the frustration that exists right now in the Broncos fan base is that the stand they don't live up to the standard anymore and you know i understand the team's being sold and there's a lot of uncertainty around all of that but to be honest with you guys it ain't about playing hard it's about winning games and right now they're not good enough they have not had a legitimate quarterback in denver since peyton manning rode off into the sunset and they've been through a ton of them and you know john elway has to share some of that blame because he was the one that over you know oversaw the draft and personally selected the quarterbacks and all of it And you've been We've been through all of it. Simeon, Paxton Lynch, on and on and on and on and on. And we watched Drew Locke last night miss wide open receivers in on throws that you gotta make as an NFL quarterback in big games. And so, you know, I I just think that I would not be surprised if they don't clean house in, in Denver.
0: Let's say let's stay on the Denver subject for for a second. We'll just look at Sunday night football first. Jeff Brian has to jump in a couple of minutes. I'm sure we got you for five or ten minutes. But we'll go Brian Colin then you Jeff. Uh, Sunday night football is is a really interesting one. Brian obviously charges Raiders win and then uh, Brian, who have you got first off?
4: Well, for the Raiders. I, I, I'm a, all right. Let me just. Here's the deal. I love the Raiders, but. Every time I pick them, they lose. So Raider Nation has called me personally and said, do not pick the Raiders ever again, right? So so I'm going to take the charges. But I'm telling you, Rich Rich Biasaccia has done a fantastic job with that Raider team. You talk about a guy that's stepped into a program, you know, Gruden gets fired because of crazy emails, then – you got the rug situation. It's just on and on and on. And he's found a way to keep that team playing and not just playing hard, but winning games and being in a position in the 17th game to to go to the playoffs. And, I, you know, I know that everybody wants that next hot guy, but I'm going to tell you something. They have to think hard about Rich Biasaccia as the next head coach in Oakland and take the or excuse me in in las vegas and take the interim off of his name
2: brian have you got um well i you just will not come to surprise to you michael i am picking the raiders it's uh it's hard overhead in this game and um, you look at it i look back at the game which they played earlier in the season and for large parts of the game the Chargers dominated and the raiders got it back got back within the score but the Chargers pulled away again offensively they got better players better quarterback but there's something and i agree with jeff there's so many storylines and i'll even go back as far as the draft i mean one of the storylines coming out of the first round was alex leatherwood everybody was shocked that they picked him in the first round there's been so many stories off the field as opposed to on the field but the past three weeks their defense has really improved we saw that last week against the colts we saw it against the broncos and we saw it again against the browns on that game that got moved and so i just think they're going to find their way i think something going on they're playing for the coach and staley I think I know people are hiring him, but there's been games this season where he's left points behind. That game against the Chiefs where he should have taken field goals and they would have won that game. I still think there's inconsistencies there, and I don't know whether they'll have enough to go into Vegas on a big night for Herbert a win. So for me, I'm picking the Raiders. I picked them to go to playoffs last mm. September, Michael, by the way. Just letting you just remind you of that. So yeah. hopefully it comes through. Remind me in the morning. <laughs> I'll have the autumn wind playing on your phone in the morning.
0: Mark is taking the uh, Chargers. Before we hear Jeff's feedback here, uh, Column, who have you got in this game? AFC West battle. Two good teams.
1: Yeah, two good teams. I think the thing to keep an eye on here, ultimately for the Raiders, is uh, Derek Carr. Earlier this year, the Chargers um, put a, a pretty solid beat down on the, the Raiders and there were some interesting comments from Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa came out after the game and said um, that you can get to Derek Carr, you can get in his head, um, that if you hit him a few times, he gets shook and he shuts down. And those were really interesting comments. I expect that you'll see, um, you know, a reaction to that now. Joey Bosa came out this week and a lot of love and Derek Carr's a great guy and he's a good quarterback. But those post game comments, I think, were interesting. I think there's a lot of pressure on Derek Carr to, to get it right for, for the Raiders to show that he really is, a you know, top quality franchise uh, QB. I think this will be a really fascinating game. But uh, ultimately, I am going to go with Justin Herbert and the Chargers and Brandon Staley's defense to do enough to take the Chargers in uh, to the playoffs and to break Raiders' hearts uh, once again. Um, they they get close, but ultimately, for me, it's going to be the Chargers. Brian, do you have to leave us?
0: And we'll. After I don't the... know. Yeah, I'll no, see, uh, see yeah. you tomorrow night. And Brian, see thanks tomorrow. for your picks today. Yeah, Come thanks very much. I'll see you
2: soon. Take care.
0: See you soon. All the best. God bless. We'll uh, try and hold the fort. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I was going to kick him out there. I see the crack. There he is anyway. Jeff, uh, I have to say, as a fan, um, it was great to have you back on TV last night. It was
4: a good crack. I tell you, it was great to be back. And I'm going to tell you something. That video wall that we have with the Telestrator, man, that is like the coolest thing going. It was really awesome to be able to to show the viewers about how Mahomes when you don't have a quarterback player man that I know that's the way you got to defend him to take away the vertical passing game but he's really grown as a quarterback in his maturity and his decision making process the balls that he was forcing early in the year that got picked because he was trying to you know trying to make those big splash throws he's really really starting to understand how to attack a defense and I I think that's a credit to Andy Reid and the coaching staff in in Kansas City because you know there aren't a lot of guys that you know grow up like that that quick during the course of the season.
1: Jeff one of the other really big games this evening is the 49ers against the Rams and Kyle Shanahan has had McVay's number in the last five games um, but with so much on the the line for both teams this evening wondering what your thoughts are ahead of the 49ers versus the Rams
4: well you know what you watch this game and and uh, you know you you analyze it and you see that the 49ers attack the Rams where you need to attack them and that's run the ball right at him on the edges of that defense because that defense is built to rush the passer. Now, obviously Aaron Donald inside is a, is a huge, huge factor in the game, but it's the edges. It's the outside zone, the bounce, the G play, all of those kinds of things that, you know, that San Francisco does a great job with. Now it's going to be really important for Raheem Morris to come up with a scheme that creates a hard edge, for the Rams if not San Francisco will show you they'll just run the ball on you and they'll keep running it until you like it and uh, or you make them get out of it so I think that's the big key you're right the, the Niners are not afraid of the Rams they're not you know they're not intimidated by the Rams talent and I think for the Rams to play well and for the Rams to get into the playoffs and do well in the playoffs I'm I'm talking about deep into the playoffs Super Bowl kind of team You know, Matthew Stafford's got to stop throwing picks because you get into playoff football against playoff-level defenses and you throw three picks in a game, you're not going to win the game very many times. So I think it's really critical that he starts to, you know, exercise a little bit better decision-making, you know, in terms of throwing balls into coverage. Cooper Cup obviously is going to make plays. OBJ is going to make plays. You know, when they can run the ball, they're really a good football team. But if they're relying on Matthew Stafford to make plays – you know i don't know see that that's a that's a frustrated rams fan right there talking about and <laughs> all of a sudden the stock market fell around here
0: i thought that was you jeff after you lost your bag or is, is, is it too soon to say that or what's the uh what's the
4: hold on a second <laughs> there
0: we go there we go here jeff uh we'll, we'll try and go if, if you have the time we'll, we'll try and go four or five minutes if, if that's okay with you or if your copy gets too cold i'm sorry I, didn't, I couldn't hear that I was just gonna say we'll, we'll we'll try and go another four or five minutes and then and then jump off as, as as long as you have the time for us
4: man but um no I, uh, I got time for you fellas i got about five more minutes if we want to do it
0: awesome Let, let's do it i have i've put on the screen here now jeff and just for everyone watching or listening uh this is how it stands going into next weekend at the minute. Uh, obviously it can change today but uh, there's some really interesting games and for me jeff that arizona dallas potential game is intriguing but there's so many good matchups, but Seeing Green Bay and Tennessee get that week off, it really gives you the massive advantage, doesn't it, going into the wild card?
4: Yeah, you know, and I think the biggest key, is the week off is great, right? But both Tennessee and Green Bay, if they can get home field advantage through the playoffs, they're gonna to be tough to beat, right? Because Green Bay plays so well in Lambeau and so well late in the season in Lambeau. And then Tennessee, With Derrick Henry coming back with fresh legs at home in Tennessee, that's a handful now. So, obviously, you know, we had this discussion last night about, is it worth the week off? Is it, you know, a big deal to get the number one seed? And you could – analytics would tell you it's not. But I'm going to tell you something. Analytics don't play the game. And analytics isn't 17 weeks into an NFL season with a beat-up body and tired, right? So, again, that's one of the reasons why I'm – Really shy about using analytics to make decisions about things. The reality of it is, if you're playing or coaching, you want that week off and you want that home field through the playoffs.
1: Jeff, on the the Patriots are back in the playoffs. Uh, one year out, uh, they get their a rookie QB, and they've managed to, I suppose to his strengths they haven't asked him to do too much they've leaned on the running game they've leaned on the the shorter pass game game against the the Dolphins today Belichick against Flores just your thoughts I suppose on the the Patriots and maybe a little bit on this this game against the Dolphins
4: well I think Mac Jones has been a revelation and, and again he's a great quarterback for Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and, and I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but I'm telling you he's Brady-esque in a lot of things. He understands the game. He has, he's very accurate with the ball, he makes good decisions, especially good decisions for a rookie. And he fits into that scheme. And that's a scheme fit is really important for a young quarterback. I think we see that around the league when some of the guys come into the league and, and you know the, the scheme doesn't fit their talent, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're labeled a bust. Well, you know, Mac Jones is is built for that Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniel scheme. The Patriots can run the football and they play great defense. And those are two ingredients for playoff success. So I think they'll run the ball at Miami today. I think they'll pound away at them. And, you know, obviously they want to win the game, but they want to get to the playoffs. And, you know, again, when you get Bill Belichick in the playoffs, you know, I, It's hard to bet against them, fellas. Now, again, I'm not saying that they're talented enough to, you know, to win the AFC. But I do think they will make everybody work to beat them. And, you know, that's when you get in the playoffs, that's part of the deal. The game gets tighter in the playoffs. The game is played differently in the playoffs. You know, it's coached differently in the playoffs. And there's no guy with more playoff experience than Bill Belichick.
0: Jeff, uh, some great matchups tonight on Sky Sports. Obviously, the Colts against the Jaguars and the Rams against the 49ers. Want, and, and obviously, Red Zones, as well. I want, I want to thank you for coming on here this morning, chatting to everybody. I, I know you're a busy man. You're probably still jet-lagged massively, but very, very enjoyable last night between yourself, Sean Neal, and also Ryan Leaf as well. Great great partnership in TV. And look, enjoy tonight. Very quickly, one-word answer. We're sitting here week 18, uh, an incredible week 18. Who's going to win it all, Jeff? You can tell us now because we're, we're, we're 1 minute 37, or sorry, 1 hour 37. Who's going to win it all? The fans yeah.
4: are going to win it all because it's going to yes. be a great run up to the Super Bowl.
1: Lo- Love that answer, thanks, Jeff. Thanks. And can't wait to see the what shirt you'll have later on.
4: <laughs> all right, fellas. Great business with you. Appreciate all you, guys See you soon, man. All the best.
0: And not jeff rainbow the the legendary jeff rainbow outside of starbucks uh, thanks to brian and mark who had to pop off as well but column that's us for week 18. yeah that's it
1: that is it this uh been through the regular season it has been um incredible as always i mean you expect the unexpected in the nfl um from the some of the upsets that we've seen from uh, uh, the antonio brown antics to some absolutely incredible performances Uh, Be it Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, um, and on the, the defensive side of the ball. Amazing regular season. Can't wait to see what happens tonight. And we still have the playoffs to look forward to
0: playoffs look forward to here is the afc playoff picture going in very quickly before we go here chiefs are number one pick as a stands but the titans and the texans today they can go up raiders the steelers ravens in the hunt steelers and ravens need a lot to happen the raiders need to win in sunday night football to try and get it they need to win or there's a few other permutations there that can happen the chargers win as well gets them in they are they are in the standing of the stands no the no NFC. one
1: no one is going to want to face those bengals in the playoffs i don't think Michael.
0: No, sir. No, sir. Saints, who knows what's going to happen with the Saints, but that's it. Uh, There is the picture for tonight. The Colts Jaguars game is on Sky. The 49ers-Ram game is on Sky. Everything else is on NFL Game Pass in Ireland and the UK. And Chargers-Raiders is a big game. That's it. That's the season. That is it. Week 18. See you tomorrow night, Colin. Enjoy week 18, folks.
1: Enjoy. See you tomorrow.